Nerds to get laid. We're invading Twitter. Invasion. Do you Twitter? If you Twitter, follow us at Nerds Who Get Laid. That's the at symbol with Nerds Who Get Laid. And hey, follow us and get entered in something pretty big coming up. All right, Nerds Who Get Laid. At Nerds Who Get Laid. Twitter. Welcome to Nerds Who Get Laid Sometimes. Sometimes Oh I be a host They call me Nathan I don't know why I can't even respond to I, that I was like I should do this whole podcast In a terrible accent And then I realized How bad my throat would so hurt tomorrow. Use your normal voice Yeah <laughs> Wait Yeah I'm just gonna use my Anyway tonight with me It's a couple assholes You guys know them Ray What if they don't know us that's why I said your name, right? Couple assholes talking shit. Yep. Welcome to the poo factory. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the poop cast. All right. Mike and TJ. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Everybody having a good weekend? No. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. No, sucked. Yeah. What was so bad about it over there, Mikey Mike? Had to was show it all that delicious shrimp you had earlier? To yeah. show up to this shit show. Yeah. Yeah, and tomorrow I got my boss's boss. And my boss's boss's boss showing up to my my work tomorrow. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, at nice. least you got some uh, pan fried baked beans. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes smoked pan fried baked beans don't uh they don't cover up the hurt of your boss's boss's boss showing up to stretch out your asshole. <laughs> well, I'm sure your asshole can take it. I've seen the poundings it's got before. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a thorough, girthy pounding. Yeah. It's going to be off the Richter scale. It's going to be off the Dichter scale because it's going to involve her dick. Nah, <laughs> that's good. In my butt. Well, guys, I've been doing pretty good. Yeah. Thanks for asking. I'm on season two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Been buying them like Mike on... Uh, Amazon. Actually, Don't go too far. I just finished episode three of season two. I'm on episode like six because like uh, Hulu. Well, you was can like switch to Hulu now pretty soon. Hulu was episode yeah. six. That, uh, so mm. we bought up to that. Excellent. Really enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, Got a lot better. Yeah, it is. Uh, the wife has started uh, Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. Said it's extremely good. We, we watched the first two episodes the other night of that, and it was really fun. She uh, watched Captain uh, America. The first one, mm-hmm. and she said it's perfect because it picks up. Yeah, yeah, the original with the the, with oh, the rubber ears. God. But uh, where it ends almost exactly picks yeah. up for that. Well, and that was the nice thing uh, that they can do with this stuff is there's actual footage from Captain America in it. So yeah. I don't understand how Sam Jackson can be in the 40s and in today. It's an old, old man. Yeah. If you actually really think about it, Sam Jackson's pretty old. Though, yeah. so. he's, uh, he's probably pushing 70. Yeah, he, he's up there. Because I mean, even in *Coming America*, when like he plays that little robber, yeah, I think he was in his forties. I mean, like, or he's late probably 30s. in his late thirties, early forties. Yeah. So I like I, mean, I like how the new *Age of uh, Ultron* trailer. He's uh, dressed like a bum, like a nineties bum. Well, that's why yeah. even in uh, *Agents of Shield*, he even yeah. makes where he's like, "I look like I'm living under a bridge," <laughs> and he does. He's got like the beanie, but it's all like yeah. curled up, just on top of his head with his hobo leather jacket and stuff. Like I, I think that he just showed up Stay and they just some they're like you don't even need to do a costume train come on up in here <laughs> like you look good you look damn good Sam I'm gonna dress homeless if just I was put famous. that pat that eye patch on yeah, you're camera ready do, do, I think you mean not take it off <laughs> don't take that eye patch off yeah. let me do some makeup <laughs> well because all other movies that's why he likes doing Nick Fury so much because they don't have to do a bunch of the fake eye makeup to make it look like he has two eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the only reason they ever went with him is because he actually only had <laughs> one eye. Although, arguably, I thought his best movie was Formula 51. Never seen it. All right, it well. was the biggest piece of shit ever. Uh, really. the, yeah. the only movie I can say you I actually extremely liked uh, Sam Jackson in is uh, Black Snake Moan. Yeah, Black Snake Moan. Snake. Oh. Snake Moan. Oh. Yeah. I liked him in Angels in the Outfield. He's really good in Predator 2. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever watched uh, Black Snake Moan there, Mike? 
<laughs> many times late at night. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if you haven't, you should. It's a great movie. Plays a dirty old blues man. Actually, the director, the guy that directs that movie, I'm just a big fan of. Really going off the side here. So, enough about all this. Let's turn it over to Ray Hancock with the news. As you get played, presents Ray with the news. News about comics, movies, video games, and Marvel. Marvel Comics, the only thing that Ray really wants to talk about. Wait, what's that? This just did extra, extra read all about it. You can tell us more news and about Marvel, Ray. Now let's turn it over to Ray with the news. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know about this. <laughs> I would never use that again. <laughs> well, Every week. Mike's just jealous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he doesn't have his own intro. <laughs> uh, uh, All I'll right, make my own intro. <laughs> It'll be amazing. I don't need any of you. All There'll right, be hookers and blackjack. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be a bunch of fart noises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Fox is talking about their um, thinking about bringing back X Files with David Duchovny and Julian Anderson. So I'm. Um, me and TJ were discussing this earlier. I'm I'm a big X Files fan. I loved it when it first yep. came on. Um, I, we still have that. I'm okay with them rebooting this because I can ignore it if it's not good and still have my other stuff. But if it's good, we have more. X-Files. Why reboot it though? Just, just uh, th- it, it may not be a reboot. They're they're talking about bringing it back. Yeah. Was there so. a definitive ending to the series? The movies, right? Eh, the movies didn't really yeah. end anything on. No, not really. Anything. The movies were more like they were they were arc movies like they they involved the main storyline yeah but they didn't really move anything with along. his sister and i never that. watched x-files i watched Me neither. a few of the movies really i, I watched both movies and i watched I like maybe no a handful of episodes yeah. oh yeah. the movies the movies are not They're worth alone. it That's if you haven't if you haven't watched the show i was a huge fringe fan and mm-hmm. everyone said uh fringe was just like a more like modernized you said oh, friends yeah. fan i'm like that is yeah. i like friends a lot the show <laughs> which is now on netflix which is great I fucking hate I don't it. Know. I love Joey. I, I don't think that uh I don't think this modern age is appropriate for X Files. I feel like that was a show that couldn't be on now. I mean, yeah, it was a crime drama, but I feel like it just it wouldn't fit in today's market. Well, it was, it was, it was very w- monster of the week in yeah. the yeah. in the early in the beginning. years. Yeah. So I wonder if they're gonna try and tech it up because it probably wasn't a big like tech sided show. It was more no, about the, the, the there, there was, was no enhanced. It actually it was because it, it was one of the first T V shows that m- mentioned Things like email and the internet and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, that's just like stuff about. He the didn't world. mean like he meant like laser scopes and enhancing photographs, not the World Wide <laughs> Web, right? <laughs> like, what's that? It's a cell phone. Whoa! <laughs> Tune in this Wednesday. <laughs> X Files. What was it? Was it Scholar? Scully? Scully and Mulder. Scully gets a phone yeah. plan. It's like Mulder. <laughs> Look at this. It's new tech. You type out what you want. In a code, and it sends it through a wire to somebody else, <laughs> and they have to translate the code. It's made by a man named Samuel Morse. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so I'm kind of excited about that. I, I loved X Files when it was when it was coming on. What's your um, favorite episode? My favorite episode. I can never remember the name of it. Um, but there Suck. was a Typical. um, uh, there was like a. You thought it was a disease that people would get, and it would ex- it would like grow Herpes. on their skins and explode, Chlamydia. and um, then those all those people would get like the spores of it or whatever, mm. and it would grow on them and explode and kill them. But it turned out to be like an animal from Africa. It's pretty boring. No, it was I, pretty. I, cool. I'd call it a yonaria. My oh. my favorite was an episode called Mother. It was an earlier episode. Mm. Yeah, you know the one I'm talking yes. about. I know what you're doing, Nathan. Also, uh, small potatoes was really good. Yeah, which was the one with about the the guy who had a tail circus freak guy. Quick mm-hmm. uh, tidbit: I just read this. I, I've never watched the show, but the Smoking Man, mm-hmm. who is apparently, I guess, an overarching villain, mm-hmm. he yeah, was just sort of. an extra. And the, the, the very first yeah. episode he was ever yeah. appeared in was uh, just someone in the background. Everyone's like. What's up with that smoking man, man? And everyone thought he was like supposed to be something bigger. And they're like, "Let's write this because he he had never had a talking part up till that." No, he was he was great in it. Yeah, um, I actually liked watching the X Files with no lights on, and I always <laughs> hoped the smoking man was in this one. <laughs> Maybe like I, Harrison Ford. I was yeah okay. Frantic. I was like, yeah, you, yeah. You, you must be doing bare naked lady yeah. uh, lyrics. No, no, I'm not <laughs> getting frantic. No, yeah, the sting. I'm tantric. <laughs> yeah, this thing's guaranteed to satisfy. 
It's it's like Kurosawa Kurs- man films. I mean, K, I I don't make films, but if I did, they'd have a samurai. <laughs> well, this is pretty good. We can keep on going with this. No, Tom Hardy is out of the Suic- Suicide Squad film. He was going to be playing Rick Flag. He may be being Sounds replaced like by Jake Gyllenhaal. That's fine. He has he has to man his fast food empire anyway. Yeah. What? Wait, fast food empire. You know Tom Hardy's. <laughs> 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 oh gosh. <laughs> I'll set him up. I you knock him down. Yeah. <laughs> did, uh, did, um, did you know where I was going with that? I'm just curious. No. No. I That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's good. I, well, I was like, did I miss some news about him like investing <laughs> in a franchise? I've been around for years. <laughs> you weren't on the podcast last <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah, we yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. Hart, Tom yeah. Hardy's. Um, um, I don't like Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he's a creep. Uh, so I'm. I I'm always not get him and Jared this. Leto com- uh, confused. The Bane Jake, now it's going to be even worse for you. I, I'm gonna be like, who's who? <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm not into the Jake Gyllenhaal. I hope that doesn't work out. I like him a lot. Mm. Do you, do you li- like really or you I do like him a lot. I think he's a good actor. Um, I, I'm kind of to me, he did so many crappy movies in like the early 2000s. Like, uh, what was the one with Donnie like, Darko? Donnie Darko, I'll give him a pass because that was like his breakout role. But like he did that one where like pretty much the world freezes over. Oh yeah, uh, everyone. After ha- everyone has to do crappy world-ending movie. It just happens. What's the movie you like him in? Mean, John Cusack I, I, did one. I, really I don't like him. Like he Cusack. did a movie called. Uh, he did it last year, the year before. It was with Hugh Jackman. It was called Prisoners. Yeah. God, it was good. It was so good. He plays a detective. Because I, I legitimately have not watched anything with him since those movies. They, they left such a bad. I think I watched Broke Bad Mount, uh, Broke Back Mountain. Oh, that was good. That, I, I actually thought that was a good. I movie. I wanted to watch uh, Zodiac. Zodiac was amazing. So I've been wanting to see yeah. that. Source even code, even though he's in it. You know, Zodiac was really good. Uh, Source Code was really see, good. I, did, I didn't watch Source Code. No, I haven't for, seen any. I of mean, because that was like a sci-fi movie. And I was like, I was like, I don't know, but old Jake Gyllenhaal, man, I just give him a chance, man. And, uh, Maybe it, I should. It just turns me off sometimes. I'm like, oh, he's in it. Because that, I, I I don't think he's a good actor, and he's kind of a creep. To sounds me. like he haven't watched any of his movies like me, Ray. What do you mean a creep? He's so attractive. I just, yeah, yeah. He looks like a rapist to me. <laughs> Allison says Zodiac was <laughs> we can dumb. Smell our own. <laughs> um, yeah. So he may be playing Rick Flag. I don't. Life's even, full of shit. I don't even know who Rick Flag is really. Um, he's Randall Flag's brother. I'm not. I'm not he's, familiar with he's the character. Like a, I think, if I remember correctly, he's a well-decorated soldier in DC Universe. Gotcha. That's yeah. Um, works with Amanda Waller for yeah. Suicide Squad. Oh, those guns shoot out Ops. flags and say bang. It's pretty ineffective leader, actually. So we had a lot of news this week um, that Spider-Man, uh, ha- they've made the deal. Spider-Man's going to be in the Infinity War. And then Sony kind of came in and said, oh, maybe not. Hey, we hadn't said anything about that. Um, no, they said definitely not. But I think they're full said, of shit. Yeah, they've said stuff like that before. And like I feel like Sony likes to s- uh, shoot smoke up people's skirts all the time. Because yeah. they announced... Amazing Spider-Man 3, then they announced Sinister 6, then they announced Venom, then they announced Venom and Carnage, then they announced Spider-Lady movie, whatever that may be. Um, But I don't think most of that's going to come to fruition. Maybe the Sinister 6, because then they started canceling all the stuff that they had announced afterwards. So I think they're just... You know, playing playing a game with everyone. I I mean, but Amazing Spider-Man 2 set up Sinister 6. Yeah. I, th- that's the one I think they'll actually do. My my only thought could, could be, especially with like uh, Marvel and Disney being so secretive, they don't like to let stuff out early. Is they have to deny it till they want to actually yeah, release it. Release it. Because I mean, tell me that, that's not something you release at cons. I mean, that, that's something that they want to have that big announcement. That's something you release yeah. the, at the movie. Yeah, you know, like we yeah. want we want to take your breath away with this. Ex- you know, this uh, at like Comic Con or something like I'm, that. So I'm still serious. I I really do think. Spider-Man is going to cameo in Avengers 2. He's not. Maybe not. Civil War. Where would he cameo? Just curious. I'm just TJ's had that theory for a while. Like I think it, I think it's, I don't know. I think I got a I got a feeling. TJ about it. started this theory in 1963 and has been <laughs> yeah. sticking with it. Here, fucking JFK <laughs> getting shot ruined my whole theory on Spider-Man being in Avengers 2. No, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that I've known TJ for the better part of a decade now and his his guesses are usually pretty spot on. No, I, I I understand where he's coming from. I just 
I legitimately I don't see it being I don't see happen. I don't think it's going to be like, "Hi, I'm Spider-Man," rip off his mask and like waving at no, Tony I, Stark or anything. But I think you're going to see something Spider-Man I mean, related for the mere that. fact that they couldn't even put uh, what mutants. Well, no, in, in Avengers, they wanted to have like certain the Oscorp yeah, power. They want, and they couldn't even do that for Avengers. They couldn't get that. You know, that together. was that was a. Uh, from what I understand, it's just a minor technical issue. That was it was, but I mean, to me, less than that wasn't a it wasn't a legal issue, legal they got, or anything. They got it approved, but then it was too far past. Gotcha. But I mean, to me, that saying though that they couldn't get their shit aligned in time to make it happen for the movie, because I mean, that's that was those, back then. That was also two yeah. years ago. But I mean, it's something they've wanted for a long time. I mean, of course, as nerds, we're all pounding on it, wanting it now. But yeah. you know, Marvel's probably wanted Spider Man mm, for a long time. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. But since, it, it, especially because they, because they got the okay, because that's one of those Easter eggs that would drive people insane. Like, oh, holy yeah. shit, did you see that? Yeah. I like the alien skull and the Predator ship. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Spider-Man's God, yeah. definitely going to be an Avengers that's still too. That's still the only reason I watched Predator 2. That and seeing Gary Busey get his head cut off. That yeah. movie was good. Predator 2. I, I like love Predator 2. Everyone's like so sweaty and there's so many pleats in that it's movie. It's so hot looking it's, it, in that it's, movie. It's the future 1997. <laughs> pleats were big. Yeah. Well, uh. What, what did y'all think about the new Age of Ultron mo- uh, trailer that we got? Nothing new. Nothing new? It was almost all new f- footage. It was new footage, but nothing new as far that, as nothing that blew story. Away. But I'm, I'm glad about that, though. I don't want the movie spoiled. Yeah, I don't want a spoiler. I've been reading, uh, of course, like the fan predictions, and what they're saying is if you look really closely, Hulk's eyes are red. Yeah. And so really closely, control- it's, it's, it's pretty... Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't I, notice. I saw it, I saw I, it okay. immediately. I didn't, but they're saying, uh, I guess, uh, is it Scarlet, Scarlet Witch? Scarlet Witch maybe has control over him. All I know is that Hulkbuster is not going to work. He's going to... Hulk's gonna they never with work. the word buster after it that Tony Stark <laughs> does does not work. It's it's usually yeah, so you bet you watch what you're saying, boy, because there's there's a buster that's followed by ghost. <laughs> and that shit's serious. That doesn't have Tony Stark's name attached to works. it either. But yeah, uh but uh, that part everything looks so good in it already yeah. though. Hulkbuster's putting asses in the seats, that's all I can say. Oh yes. yeah. Oh like, yeah. Uh, I mean the rest of the trailer is cool, but you see a Hulkbuster you're like, Yeah, I'm I'm fucking there. First day, yeah. I don't know, man. Even if it wasn't in there, just the uh, the whole voiceover by uh, James, James Spader's killing it, man. It's yes. so yeah. sinister. Yeah, it, uh, it's like I will destroy you from the end. I've always no, in my mind uh, imagines it. Imagines Ultron being a lot more robotic sounding. So James Spader makes I it way creeper, creepier. Well, like yeah, because you hear Jarvis and the old ones, and he had mm-hmm. a, a pretty good flow. Paul so Bettany. yeah, so like a. Uh, but no, as soon as I, when I heard James Spader, I don't. I always think of Robert California. <laughs> that, I mean, that's my default. <laughs> I always think of him from Boston Legal. But yeah. I think of him from Stargate. Yeah, but him and that dude, like his voice, just I mean, we're only getting probably like just the smallest yeah. little teaser is so good. I don't know. Robert California was a joke character, but he was very serious. At the oh point. yeah, yeah. Well, he's, yeah. He's, he's, he deadpans so well, and like he yeah. just he his voice carries weight. It's like. Yeah. Mm, this coconut penis is really good. <laughs> I miss the original flavor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was one. I think that was probably the best joke in the office. <laughs> that was. <a> good one. <laughs> yeah. But uh, with that being said, like the tone just looks so much like Dark. it looks like it's going to end on a very depressing note. Yeah. Which yeah. from everything in that Latino news can uh, release. It Dude, it's crazy like how on spot those guys are. Yeah, that's the funny they thing. Everyone everything. on the internet's like, "Oh, let, they they never know anything." Everything I've ever read by them, I feel like no, comes to fruition. They're pretty dead on. Yeah. So, because um, um, just saying that the next couple movies are going to end on such a negative, like there's going to well, be they kind of have to. Yeah, yeah, for where they're going, it's because uh, spoilers may be possible. Um, they've said that. Uh, in Civil uh, maybe not in Civil War, but in the next few things, um, most of the people we know of in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe as quote-unquote the Avengers are going to be dead or in prison. Captain America. Or Cap- gone. Or gone. Um, and there's going to be a whole new set of Avengers. The only thing that for makes that I'm curious about that, um, because I, I 100% first believe it, but to have a whole new set of Avengers without them having their own flagship movies... Just seems well, you're ambitious. gonna have some. Well, you're gonna don't have Ant Man. You'll, you'll get Ant Man, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange can I'm, take over. I'm as pretty a sure Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are gonna be. They'll probably stick around. Avengers. Yeah. By and the end of the movie, and they're all uh, not all of them, but the, uh, like those two are not 
founding members, but like early members. When um, they became Avengers during, um, there was a point, and uh, Captain America wasn't a founding Avenger either. No. He came in in issue four before he even joined the team. And what happened was, at a certain point, all the others went off, did their own things. Yeah. And Captain America's the only guy left, and he recruited a group of villains to become the new Avengers. Hawkeye, Scarlet Witch, and Quicksilver. Mm -hmm. And they were called Cap's Kooky Quartet is what the nickname was given to them. It was the 60s. Yeah, yeah. It was the 60s. And Stanley loves his alliteration. He does. Um but uh, at the time, it's like, how in the hell are these guys Earth's Mightiest Heroes? And, you know, that's that's yeah. where he started off with them. And then... Well, it's interesting, interesting to think because these are going to be the first Avengers that actually have powers and not, you know, are not a product of science or just modified in some way. Like, I think the Hulk's the closest one to having, quote unquote, superpowers. Thor. Thor has. Powers. Thor. Well, he's a god. He's yeah. an alien. Yeah. Well, I, I thought Thor was... Powers were based off of... Uh, uh, Technology. Well, it's That's, still alien yeah. tech, though. I mean, it's it's he's he's got an alien physiology even before that. Oh yeah, okay. But I got I, got, I think I follow where you're going with your your thought. I mean, yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah. The, the others are a product of technology I as mean, well. It's well, just I mean, genetic Scarlet Witch genetic and, engineering. And, and that's uh, that's. That's an argument. I mean, I think uh, that uh, in the comics and everything, I mean, these are like pure mutants. Uh, if that's the word they're, they're going to use, they can't. They're, they're going so in humans. They're, I think they're going to go in humans, and that's already all the groundwork for that has already been laid in um, in some of their other stuff that's going on in uh, Agents of Shield and everything. So yeah, they mentioned that phrase I think in one of the recent episodes in Human. I just love how th- how much does that suck to be the company that came up with the name mutant. And, and now you it. can't use it, so like, well, God, we gotta. Well, um, let's call it the, Inhumans. For the longest time, Marvel owned the copyright cool, to and um, created the word zombie. I did. And they could not uh, legally, like, they couldn't like control all the people using it, so they just kind of dropped it. So yeah. that that this won't be the first time for them. I mean, but that's kind of what's so weird is the fact that they came and used the word mutant because it's such a just generic term. But if you throw it into Marvel, you automatically know what it is. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. that that's what makes it so weird, and so they're having to ramp up. I mean, that's a big investment to, to get people used to the word inhuman. Yeah, because to me, it's still it's it's almost cheesy. Like when I hear really? inhuman, I, I, think that, I think that word sounds. Badass. I think it's a cool name, but I, for me, Marvel is mutants. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. You, you have mutant powers. It's not like you're an inhuman. Um, well, so they, what they can't even like what what the inhumans they, get their powers from Terrigen Mist. What does DC call them? Metahumans. Yeah. yeah, I like that too because that's yeah, like less that of a less of a like comic booky sounding thing. Mm-hmm. So I've always enjoyed when they started doing that. R- regardless, I feel like that the end of Age of Ultron is going to be the Avengers will win, but at great great cost. Yeah, yeah. it's going to yeah. be their Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, basically. But I mean, did you know, I mean yeah, I, I could say that. Yeah. It's it's not direct correlation, but it is. It ends on a downer. Yeah, it's going to be a downer. The get the good guys kind of win, yeah. but but don't really in the end. Yeah. And talking about the good guys not winning and a kind of a downer, uh, Fox is going to be remaking John Carpenter's Escape from New York. Who's Mike? In a, uh, it? That what do you think? Snake Plissken is one of my favorite. Like I love Escape from L.A. I love Escape from New York. Yeah, me too. Although Escape from New York has not aged well at all. I oh, no, it I has. It's very 80s, but I it's, loved it's it. so I, good. I watched it for the first time like within a few years, and I thought it was still really Homeboy good. Homeboy has a Mac 10 with a scope on it. It's crazy. But on top of that. <laughs> That's just a little cool. <laughs> yeah. I think what's going to make or break it, and this is dumb. Can you put a scope on a 357 Magnum? You can, but 57 Magnum is a little more accurate was, than a submachine a pistol. <laughs> Regardless, you are mega nerding out over there. <laughs> yeah, if you got a scope on a pistol, it's obviously not going to work. Okay, well, let me put a Mac. Let me put a scope on a Mac ten and let you shoot it and see how awesomely accurate you are. Regardless, it's all about how cool it looks. Yeah, weird. man. Irrelevant. Also, d- get me to shoot it. Whatever. Get Snake Plinsky to shoot it. Nate right? Plinsky. Who's Snake. Nate Plinsky? Since <laughs> my get name. It's this guy over here. I think Nate so, Plinsky is the guy who fixed fixed my AC unit. <laughs> Plinsky's auto. Yeah, Plinsky's auto. AC unit repair. Plinsky's auto and AC yeah. unit. Anyway, what's gonna make or break the film? I feel is who they picked. 
who they choose Whoever to place. Yeah. Channing Tatum. Because I want some, <laughs> like, Son of a bitch, you're right. It's going to be some for, asshole He's like too that. pretty. For, for, yeah, for Snake Plissken, you need someone that's older. And got some grit to not, it. Not, I think not bring Kurt Russell age. back and do a sequel. Dude, I do, too. I, I, I would enjoy I would, I would, like, I would buy a movie now ticket that. to New York. Here's the funny thing, because apparently... Like, 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 they just take him to prison. He's just fucked. He's just going to prison. Yeah. And he has to survive. But here's the... It, it, could, be very, it could be very John Rambo. Here's no. the... Uh, like, apparently he's been asked several times when they've been trying to do this for a while. Hey, would you, uh, would you cameo in the new... Um, escape from New York, and he's like, "Fuck that! I'm Snake Plinsky." That's like his answer <laughs> for that. <laughs> Snake Plinsky, what is wrong with you? What Pl- is his name? Pliskin. 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 Yeah, Pliskin. not Plinsky. Well, I he's told you I'd only seen the film once <laughs> recently, two years what, ago. What, did you watch the ABC Family yeah, one? Like, <laughs> he, 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 he's not a Polish Pliskin. auto mechanic. Oh, his I name thought is he was Pliskin, not Plinsky. Hi, how do I'm a Snake Plinsky? I'm here to help you escape. That's a really Pliskin? good Polish. That's, that's Swedish. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's I do. Pliskin. Yeah. Pliskin. 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 Sounds like Jamie Lee Pliskin. Curtis in, in Trading Places. Pliskin. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, I am Swedish, <laughs> but you're wearing German lederhosen. Shut up, I'm Swedish. <laughs> um, they're supposed to, they're, um, Boom Comics is Jared Butler. currently doing Gerard a... Jared Butler? Is that his brother? As soon as I said it. Yeah. I caught it. I'm not... <laughs> Gerard yeah. Butler. I don't know. I, I think Nate Cage would be really good at it. <laughs> this is why we have you here, Mike. Maybe Ronnie Schwarzenegger. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, I take it back. I take it back. Jim Cruz. Jim Cruz would be the best. How about John Stallone? John Stallone. <laughs> nah, nah, Phil Tatum. Phil Tatum would be good. Or The Stone. The Stone would be awesome. <laughs> um. If anyone out there is interested, there's supposed to be some really good comics. Maybe The Rock's Little Brother, The Pebble. Come on, this is good. It's good stuff. <laughs> there's supposed to be some really good Escape from New York comics going on by uh, Boom Studios right now, if anyone's interested in those. so who, who, uh, Seriously, like, <coughs> we'll move on after this, but who, who's your guys' pick for Snake? Kurt Russell. Uh, I mean, yeah. Well, it, no, no, no. One it, of the Owens. Th- no, th- this is a straight reboot. Um, like, imagine as a... I, I know, I, TG, I, I, I know you hate it. I support reboots in any way. It's Sorry. a good reboot. It's a, this is a really good one, though. <laughs> Jesus, Christ. I'm trying to think of someone that's a little bit older. That I do think Gerard Luke Wilson. I think do think Gerard Butler would be a good choice. Yeah, I but he, think needs that. Carl be, Urban. he needs to be a better actor. Carl, Carl Urban. Urban, yes. See, but see, actually, Stone yeah, Stone Cold Carl, Steve you got Austin. Me. Carl Urban, that's who's, a great option. Who's that? He played Vako in a uh, New uh, McCoy. In yeah, Star he was Trek. McCoy. We, they never uh, saw Star Judge Trek. Judge Dredd. Yeah, he was dread. Oh. He was dread. Oh, yeah. That dude. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good choice. Like, to it. I, I like Gerard has the, the level of cheesiness that would kind of be tied to it because I guarantee you it's going to be a lower level. His what if they get old? Um, yeah, it is. Oh, Wolverine nuts. What's his name? Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Huge Jackman. Jackman. He's, he's got too much going on with Fox. I doing think he's Wolverine too high. And doing, uh, yeah. I think he's almost done though. And but do, not his well, level. Nah, his nah. level. He's too high. I yeah. think I, I to think do a. Escape He's from New too York busy remake? doing Broadway musicals. I can almost guarantee you that the, the Escape from New York's budget is not going to be at the level. Huge he would Jackman need. is too pretty. <laughs> huge Jackman. He's too pretty. Yeah. yeah, but he's got that beard. He makes a beard sometimes. No, no he looks nope. he looks gruffy. I can see him. He can be a gruff. He could do the gruff. But Who was I, the guy that was in that Gladiator movie? He hadn't done anything in a while. Russell Crowe. Kurt Russell, busy Crow. sailing Kurt Russell around the world Crow. fighting people. Then he just do that. <laughs> hitting Meg Ryan with. No, he didn't do phone. Noah. What did he do? <laughs> He did the other biblical movie that sucked. He Noah. Did, he did Noah. Noah. He, he did, did Noah. Noah. It was Noah. Okay. He was Noah. Yeah, okay. He was also that guy on Reddit who constantly looks through a window. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it was it was the scene from Les Miserables where his his uh, character, I forget his name, like looks through he a window sadly. Yeah, he was. He was in the yeah, yeah, he with Hugh Jackman. It was a that, that him weird and Hugh Jackman. Dude, that is weird as that, shit. That movie sucks. It wasn't I, even I, singing. I like the Liam Neeson ta- one. Yeah, Liam Neeson one was awesome. This was like the entire movie was just talk singing. Yeah. It was weird. I like I like musicals and that one was horrible. It wasn't a musical. It was they were just like talk singing. No, no, they were like, singing. I'm singing. <laughs> I'm singing and it's the French Revolution and I'm singing. Because I couldn't understand a goddamn thing. All right, go on with it. All right, so all these people are going to be in Star Wars again. Old Billy D. Williams finally gets his day. He's going to be in Star Wars Rebels. 
What is Star Wars Rebels? Star Wars Rebels is the current car- um, cartoon that they're doing on Disney XD. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's filling in the gap between between the Return of the Jedi and the yeah. new stuff, right? Yeah, I uh, believe so. I haven't got to see any of it because it's on Disney XD. I, don't I guess Colt Forty Five finally dropped them. Um, but like it, it kind of seems like a, a like I don't know. It kind of seems like Why? a slap in the face. Well, we might not want you in the movie, but we'll let you be on the cartoon. Money, man. They well, they've paid. they've got their black man quota for Star Wars. That's right true. Now. He's in and the trailer it's, it's already. Done. Sorry. But, yeah. So that's sorry, uh, Billy D. I want you. In I there. want you in there. I love Orlando Calrissian. Yeah. Um. I love Billy D. Williams. I don't care that's about true. Lando that's Calrissian, true. but the other big th- big news that we had, uh, we got all the Oscar nom- nominations. Um. Best Motion Picture, American Sniper, Birdman, Boyhood. Nobody, nobody cares about nobody that. Nobody cares Get about that stuff. Get to the good stuff. Let's just talk about the upsets. The upsets. Um, best Animated Feature, Big Hero 6, The Box Trolls, How to Drain Your How to Drain Your how Dragon. To drain Your Dragon? How to it's drain a little bit, wow. di- <laughs> little bit different of an animated feature than you may have remembered. It's all about song, jacking off. <laughs> song of the Sea and The Tale of Princess Kog... Uh, I don't even know what that is. Kogua. Um What you may notice there that uh, one of the... What people have said is one of the best fi- films this year. Lego Movie is not even mentioned on there, which is it's insane. Yeah, it's a crying now, shame. I would call it a travesty. travesty. It is. Well, TJ, what did you say? What was uh, what about the, because there's live action? Uh, the, that's what Ray was. Yeah, saying. That, yeah. That, that's like the like sort of half ass. Like, oh uh, well, I mean, but it has live action in it. So it's I mean, not that, I mean, that's like calling Princess Bride like a modern drama because yeah. Fred Savage, you know, in the first five minutes, oh, yeah, it, yeah. it's a story being read to a, to his grandson. It's stupid. I, I yeah. think that's a cop-out. No, it absolutely is. Um, because, I mean, I watched uh, How to Train a Dragon 2, which was excellent. It was an extremely good movie, but Lego movie like was a and lot Big more Hero fun. Six, I feel the same um, way. Mike said that it was great. Big Hero 6 was amazing. But I have never heard of the box trolls. Box the Box Tro- Trolls is some dumb shit. I don't and know. And Song <laughs> of the Sea? Box Trolls is really popular uh, children's book series that came out. Um, it was DreamWorks or – no, not DreamWorks, Universal. Okay. But I think it underperformed. Uh, it looked actually pretty decent. Um, what was the other two movies? Again? Song of the Sea and the Tale of Princess Kaguya. See, and that's so weird because there was another animated movie that came out that – Was Frozen this year or was that last year? That was last November. There's another one, though. I can't remember what it's called, but – uh, Del Toro, was yeah. his, he directed that one or produced, and it looked hmm. extremely good as well. The um, I think it's the Tale of Princess Cayuga's. The um, that's yeah, you were telling me about that earlier. That's, that's the director that did Spirited Away, and um, what was it? It's a couple so, of those other so movies. It's he, he's retiring, one. so yeah. it's foreign. Yeah, he's yeah. he's foreign. They gotta director. have a foreign. They always gonna have a yeah. foreign. Like if it's foreign, it doesn't. Well, care and and like TJ was saying, it's like this. Huge anime dude who's retiring, who's done like all these other great films. So, so. that's a uh, that's gonna be their nod. They have to give them the nod. And, and all the films that you were naming off, their film. I I don't watch a whole ton of anime, but they were all I recognize the names of them. Yeah. So I mean, the, the, there's a good possibility that this one's actually good. It's still, a f- but where Song of the yeah. Sea and the Box Trolls, one of those two can definitely be dropped off. Yeah. Dropped off for Lego Movie. So. All right, and what was the other? Oh, no, not upset. Happy no. celebration. Cause raise your drink. And this is yeah. our this is our horse. This is the pony that nerds who get late's going behind. We've been, we've been betting on him forever, man. Michael Keaton. Performance by an oh, actor yeah. in a leading role. Yeah. For Birdman. Birdman. I, and uh, from what Mike says, well deserved. Birdman. Um, I really, really want to see this film. So, yeah. So are we going to call this the Matthew McConaughey of this year? McConaughey. Yeah, We're yeah. just mispronouncing everything. Hey, we have to. Yeah. I, hey. I'm chewing it up tonight. Listen. Everybody else is chewing. it Do you know it how up. to get to McGonagall Hall? Yes, practice, I do. Practice, practice, practice. <laughs> yeah, but uh, okay. So, so the the uh, the whatever of Princess whatever sounds like a Miyazaki movie. Yes, yes that's, that's it. the one. That's, that's the, the case, one. If that's the case, then it does deserve to be because Miyazaki is always in amazing films. Yes, but yeah. Lego Movie still needs to be on there. Yeah. If anyone's yeah. seen the tale of Princess Kaguya, let us know how it is. Maybe right. Michael watch it for us because he likes that stuff. But uh, yeah, Michael Keaton finally getting a nod from the Academy. Will he win? Doubtful. But the fact he's, he's up against Steve Carell, Bradley Cooper, Benedict Cumberbatch, and Eddie Red- Redmayne. So I mean, I feel like he has a decent chance. He's got a decent chance. I would love to see him, but uh, I would think uh, Benedict 
Cumberbock. He's I actually pr- he's, think Bradley Cooper probably. He, mm. I, Bradley Cooper. I like Cumberbock. He's kind of dude really for good. Him, but like, well, he's it's for that American Sniper film. Oh, gotcha. So that's why I think it'll be him. I'll, I'll, that will be one I'll be interested to see. If Steve Carell wins it, I'll be extremely, extremely surprised. Well, and we had some other uh, nominees this this week. Uh, the Sorry. 2015 no, no, Razzies. We don't nominees. care. Oh, the Razzies? Oh, yeah. The Razzies. I do yeah, care the Razzies. Worst picture this year. Nominees Kurt Cameron's Saving Christmas, Nicolas Cage's Left Behind, the Legend of Hercules, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Transformers. Age is of there Extinction. is there an award that can just go to all of them? Because all those movies were giant. Have they done that before? Haven't they done something like that before? I don't know, but they should this year, I think. Or they did something dumb like when Catwoman came out, they just gave all of the awards to Catwoman. Yeah. yeah, she would have deserved it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So those are the ones to stay away from, my friends. God. Yeah. I'm glad they served alcohol at the. Transformer showing that I went to. TJ got wasted and he thought it was the best movie he's ever no, seen. No, <laughs> no, I got wasted. I still thought it was horrible. He cried crap. the whole way home. All right, that's all I so got bad. for the news. All right, well, when we come back, we're going to tell you why you should care about the upcoming. To most people, music is a driving force. It defines you. It molds you. You can tell what type of music someone listens to by the way they dress 90% of the time because it just has that type of effect on you. The bands you love that fuel your passion, they become your icons, your idols, your gods among men. And every once in a blue moon, a band will come through that writes an album that's near perfect. Something you can hit play on and just let go without having to skip a single track. An album that lets you get excited for the journey you will take with it. Each song as important as the song before it. Like a story being told and each chapter just adds another layer to the story. Another color and a painting. So you may be asking yourself, why is a nerd podcast talking about music? Well, first of all, we're all huge music snobs here. And we're just as passionate about this as we are about comics and movies. But also music plays a huge part in all of the entertainment you interact with. And movies is what makes a scene suspenseful. Watch any movie during an action scene, or a giant horror scene where the killer kills someone, and hit mute. It takes away everything. Or think about your favorite video game. When you're entering a new area, and you're about to fight a boss, how does the music help just elevate everything where you're really, really inside of it, and you feel like you've just walked in, and you're about to die? So enough with the serious intro. Let's make with some fart jokes, and tell everyone about our favorite albums. We hope you enjoy a new segment we're bringing to you called playthrough playthrough albums that we can listen to all the way through from start to finish now when we decided to come up with this topic we all automatically think of like probably multiple albums so what we're trying to do is stick to just one one of our favorites it might not be the album that defines us or is our favorite album but it's one of many favorite albums um gonna ask a couple of the basic questions to go with it and just kind of find out a little bit why it affects you so much and maybe is it just that one album that's that good, or is the album, the artist that makes it just that good for every album? Ray, you're a giant music snob, so I'm going to start with you. Because you listen to probably most uh, eclectic collection of uh, weird stuff. Okay. So what's your album? Um, one of the first ones that, like when, when you were talking about this, that I thought about, it's an indie rock band that's from Florida. Uh, they were on a label called to- um, Tooth and Nail. Uh, this album was released in like 2000, 2001. It's called Regu- Regulate the Chemicals by a band called 238. It's the numbers all written out with no spaces. Um, I remember around 2001, 2002 going to um, a show. It was a, like a hardcore show. Uh, it was an early uh, Under Oath show. And there were a bunch of like hardcore bands there. And this was one of the, because I played in a lot of bands, um, or I played in bands and went to a lot of shows during that time. Um, if I didn't go to three shows a week, it was a slow week. Um, all these hardcore bands, these people dancing, being crazy, uh, doing their ninja karate dancing and stuff. And then all of a sudden this band comes out um, playing on Fender combo amps and like Telecasters, 
when everyone else was playing through Mesa boogie amps and Schecter guitars and stuff and cha 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 cha, and um, it was beautiful. It was um the the guitar work, the lyrics that that um that that they wrote were just it was just something different to me. And it's been one of those bands that uh, that that's stuck with me through the years. Um, the the specific one, Regu- regulate the chemicals, is just their first album. Um, any of their stuff I like, and the guy Chris Staples is the lead singer. He's one of those guys that does not have a good or beautiful voice, um, but he has a very honest voice, and um, lyrically, just a lot of the stuff that he wrote about like really hit with me. Um, but like I said, it was just different than anything else I had heard. The guitar work is, I feel like, is so good. It's a very two thousands sound, early two thousands indie sounding album. Sure. So when I share it with other people, uh, like Allison, I've I've played it for her, and she's like, "Eh, it's good," but like other people don't get it the way I do because it has a very sentimental value to me. Well, how old uh, were you when you first? When you I was probably twenty one, twenty two ish. Yeah. Okay. So. I actually, I think that's a pretty cool way to experience a band for the first time is to see it yeah. live and then follow up with the, the album. Yeah, and I l- remember instantly going to Gainesville, of, like the next following week, to try to because I, you know, I, you know, twenty one, twenty two, I didn't have any money on me, but I went to like stores to try to find that album and found it, and uh, it's one that, um, I have, I probably have like six or seven albums, and that's it on my phone. Um, and it's one of the ones that I will always listen to from beginning to end, sing all the words to it, love everything about it, hum the guitar parts. And, you know, this, like I said, there's like, I think there were three guitar players in it. So like they just had different little, like little riffs that would play off of each other that were just, I thought were beautiful. Um, and again, like I said, the first, if you're a music person, this might mean something to you, but the first band to play that I saw playing Fender combo amps and Telecasters at the time. Very specific sound. Yeah. Very, a lot more twangy than what was going on without being country. So it's like Tom Petty. <laughs> yeah. Sound. Yeah. Tom Petty plays play a lot of Telecasters. A lot of Telecasters and a lot of Rickenbackers well, for Tom enough, Petty. Funny enough, actually, uh, Under Oath, uh, one of their guitar players ter- played a Telecaster. Not at the time. He was playing because like, he, he, uh, he evolved into that. Yeah. Um, I think you answered answer most of the questions I was going to ask, actually, because uh, you said the rest of their catalog. It's pretty good. You like everything. Yeah, the regulate the chemicals is. Uh, it's not even their first album. It's one of the ones that because before that they were a punk rock band, which, if you heard this, you'd be like, "How the hell were you a punk rock band before this?" Um, the next one is called "You Should Be Living," and that one is great. And then the next one after that is kind of a compu- compilation of songs that didn't come out, and the band kind of broke apart. They were from Florida. Gotcha. Um, I only got to see them two or three times live, but one another time I saw them was in Alabama, and they were playing on this outside stage as the sun was going down, like it was that kind of magical experience. Um, but um, yeah, th- so they were they're from down south. So Chris Caraba from Dashboard Confessional like did some s- vocals on a reissue of one of this album and everything. Um, yeah, and Chris Staples still tours. And a few years ago, I was doing shows in Lake City, and I had the uh, privilege to actually uh, bring him to Lake City. And it was one of the few. It was one of the few times like he's not famous at all. <laughs> he like on Facebook or whatever. He probably has a maybe a couple of maybe a couple of thousand people that like him. But I was. It was one of those things where like he got there, and I like shook his hand, and I'm like, I have always loved all of your music and i was just like too embarrassed to say anything cool uh, everything i said was just like i was drooling over the guy um but that that was a really exciting time for me because you know years later being able to bring this guy in to do a show here and it was beautiful and uh what was that band's name one more time the band is 238 all one word um chris staples is the lead guy from the band um all the guys in the band have done other other works, and they're all incredible musicians. Cool, man. Mike, what about you? Because I, I will say you also have a pretty – I think all of us have a pretty open mind to music. Uh, uh, 
if you say blues travelers, I'm going to be <laughs> severely <laughs> I'm be really excited. Is this going to be a recurring uh, thing, or is this kind of a one-time one? I, I would like to uh, come back to this. Okay, if that's the case, then I'm not going to go with my ultimate. Uh, I don't know. Like I just have a couple in my head. Sure. The one, the first one that I remembered was uh, it's got to be Presidents of the United States of America, their self-titled <laughs> album. That's uh, a great album. That's the one I remember the most. There were a couple others around that time frame, but none that really I feel. I don't know. I feel that I feel although that music was kind of kooky at the time, even then, I still I feel like it still kind of holds up. It does. It really does. I, I've listened to it. Actually, I still listen to it a lot to this day. That's yeah. a, an album. That's one of mine. The only the only song from that I ever really remember, of course, is that Peaches song. But every if time I remember it, it takes me back to I, high school. I will challenge you right now, Ray, as a music fan. is It's on Spotify. I don't know if you have. Yeah, you have Spotify. Sit down and just listen Spotify. to it. Sit, sit down and listen to it because it's so good. Because you got a guitar player that only has two strings. Three? Was it two no, or two, three? Two. He's a two-string. Two-string. And then a bass player who's extremely good and a drummer. Um, their first album, stupendous. Mike, uh, how old were you when you first heard it? Because I was, I was probably in fourth grade or fifth grade. when that I was out. probably in sixth or seventh when grade when I heard out? it. It was 95, 96. Yeah, I yeah. graduated high school. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, 15 at the time. I'm I so freaking it. old. It's kind of funny because a mutual friend of mine and Nathan's actually, he's a, re- he's a really close friend. Uh, we grew apart in high school and later on, but he gave me his copy of the album. Uh, and I always remembered that, and I played it until it was just the uh, CD was just destroyed. It was uh, Cody. Yeah, yeah, in agriculture class, it was me, him, and Jeremiah. It's it's um so yeah young uh, and of course I mean that was their first album, so you couldn't have already been a fan of already. But uh, what about do you like their the, the stuff that came out afterwards? I like a few of their songs. Like I listened to uh, a cassette tape at the time that I got called Pure Frosting. And it was uh, later when I found because I wasn't a kid, I didn't know any better. But I found it was a compilation album. But they, of course, did the Drew Carey uh, theme song. Uh, you know, uh, Cleveland Rocks. Uh, they really? did. Uh, yeah, they did. Was Mo- that something they did for that, or was that something? That was they had just done a song before? I think they did. Okay. But they also did Mach Five, which I know Nathan knows. Mach, Mach Five, Five was a great song. song. Uh, it's n- nothing that ever really stuck with me, but there were a few songs that that hindered uh, that came back to that album to me uh it was a one hit wonder they weren't a one hit wonder they were a one hit album yeah one album. that wonder. album is like literally perfect start to finish it's so good yeah. uh it, it's just one of those albums that you can put on and just smile it just it'll yeah. give you a, a big smile boner the whole way through yeah i mean there's very few songs i couldn't i couldn't name off right now you know a lump peaches kitty Dune Buggy, Old Man on the Back Porch, Bull Weevil. Awesome. Yeah. Bull Weevil is I love one of the coolest songs. I did not like Bull Weevil that much. It was one of it was my least favorite song when when I was younger, but the more, the older I get, the more it becomes my favorite song. Well, what really impresses me now going back to it is actually how good the band is. Like the yeah. rhythm section is solid. And that's why I think Ray, you would enjoy it cuz you go in there and yeah. you're almost blown away by how tight they are, which is funny cuz if actually if on Spotify they have I think probably the 20th anniversary they have the demos that came oh, to them, yeah, and they yeah, are yeah. night and day. Like Lump, everyone, you know, Lump, sad, alone. Like, it's all upbeat like that. Bull Weevil's a yeah. lot slower Lump, and weirder, too. Yeah, on this, is him on a keyboard. is like, Lump, sad, alone, on a bunkie. It's, like, real slow and real scary. Because I guess it's about a girl being dead in the water. Well, Bull yeah. Weevil was, too. It was very strange. So maybe uh, maybe they just changed their sound. Uh, I mean, honestly. They, they found their sound, I maybe. think it was, yeah, probably polished up, commercialized by a producer. Yeah. But for the better. I mean, because those songs are great. So they, they need to be high energy. That band, yeah. that band being high energy is important. Good call, Mike. Very, uh, yeah. very behind. I that. do the lead singer now. Now does children's music under the name. Uh, I think it's Casper Baby Pants. I don't know. <laughs> I heard it at a uh, a friend's daughter's uh, birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. Mm. That's funny. Very horrifying. TJ. Yeah. This is the one I'm most interested in because, as yeah. far as I know. I've only ever heard TJ listen to talk radio or uh, classical music. I, I will say, like, I mean, because in all honesty, when, if, and if everybody's to, leaning forward right now, well, if, if you listen what? to Ray, Ray, Ray closed his tablet for a lot of people, and like I say, it, like music kind of defines who you are. 
And TJ, I think, is definitely defined. I would say out for, by outside stuff, comics and everything is defined who you are, which is nothing wrong with that. Robots. Yeah, robots. You know, which yeah. is why you're so robotic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, for you, what was a playthrough album for yourself? Wait, can uh, I, can to I, me, I, this is very intimidating because you guys are all musically inclined. And I, I'm the oddball on that one. I am definitely not that guy. So, so this you're is going this is a, with Nickelback. <laughs> no, no. Um, it's it's going to sound weird. I, and it, I had about five albums. I was kind of thinking um, two of them were soundtracks. Um, one of them was a greatest hits album. And um, was the was the soundtrack the Legend soundtrack? No, it was not the Legend soundtrack. <laughs> I did. Listen Someone to stole that. it out of a CD burner <laughs> when I was. <laughs> I Did remember, like, back something? in the day, I went to the CD, uh, this uh, computer bar, <laughs> and I took my Legend copy, and I went to take a piss, and I come back, and my fucking copy was stolen. It, like, it's so weird that you guys bring that out. Oh, but, gosh. um, no, I would have to say, and I'll go with the first album uh, that I bought uh, for myself um, was uh, Hootie and the Blowfish's first album. Great album. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I can listen to the whole thing the whole way through. Um, you and David Herringer should have a talk about this. But um, David looks like somebody he loves, loves Hootie. Hootie. <laughs> but uh, I I just I loved the album. I loved it so much. I bought the second one. I didn't regret it, but it just felt a lot of the same. Is that Fairweather. Yeah, Fairweather Johnson. Yeah. How old were you when uh you first got that? I can't remember my age. Um, Hootie had to have been like Hootie. I think it was I was, in hi- I was in high school. It was ninety three, ninety four. I think you're, you're no ninety three, ninety four. I think it was a uh, oh, junior 17? senior in high school. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say because um, I so like so you pretty much fan for the first band, and so yeah, one of my other follow is like, do you like the rest of his catalog? Do you like his solo stuff? Where I like the become? solo stuff that he's done recently too. The the con- he's because he's moved into country music, which was kind of odd. But is it Darius Rucker? Yeah, Darius, Darius Rucker. Rucker. Yeah. Um. I always love the sound of his voice anyway. Stage name is Darius Trucker. <laughs> he plays trucking songs. <laughs> I would listen to that. I mean, but, um, what kind of... And, and no offense, drive but like, with you. It, you kind of seem like you, you take the safe route with music. It's like you're going to... It has, you know, if it's ear catchy, it's going to be kind of what draw, draws you into it. Is that kind of what... Because, I mean, I will say those are very good, very polished songs. Um, it was just... At, at the time, it was just, you know, I was starting i was getting ready to start out in life on things and um i don't know it kind of influenced my attitude on things um i i know i don't be with you (laughs) no no not that type of stuff more like uh more like um kind of an upbeat type thing and i i feel like i'm a more upbeat person than i i realized that in the last like year that i'm more upbeat person than i thought i really was um, I felt I was more pessimistic, but I I noticed myself saying a lot of upbeat things. So life is worth living. <laughs> yeah, I'll put the gun down. It's it's because of us, not because of Darius Rucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> no that's plot that, twist. Mike I mean, that, that's Darius a little, like, honestly, one percent. I thought you 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 were gonna come in with a soundtrack, which I I love soundtracks too, so I can under understand for that but uh hats off to you man that's a because i actually had the first hootie in the blowfish album i uh, did too it's a great album yeah. yeah i mean i haven't listened to it probably since then but i remember as a kid dude like you could everybody like you know it's a great album yeah. it was it was great i could listen Better i can, I can still listen to it i mean oh, there, yeah. there's a reason hootie fell so hard because they were up so high. Everyone yeah. listened to Hootie. Now, I guess that that'll be, uh, and I meant to ask all you guys: Do you do you re-listen to it a lot still? Like, uh, I'll listen to it from time to time, but it's just it's not a it's not a today sound, so it's hard for it me is, to, to really listen to. What about you, uh, Mike and Ray? Like, you guys still listen? I mean, I, you no, you I, answered that. You already. Said I listened it, so. to it all the way yeah. through today, just in preparation yeah. for this. But I also like listen to it multiple times a year all the way through not yeah. just like a few songs from it all yeah. the way through what about you mike like uh i have peaches on my 90s playlist so i hear that one a lot but yeah. i would say i would say maybe once a year i'll go through the album Jesus yeah i know it's crazy right how much <laughs> i listen to hootie the bluefish this guy's delivery of what what are those i don't even know donuts 
Something. We got a donut. Does, the computer, does the computer want some? Is that why you're leading them there? <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to ask myself this question after I eat this donut. Oh, my God. It's so good. Allison, thank you. Thank you. Please, someone ask me a question. I'm chewing. Nate, do you like music? <laughs> Why, actually, yes, I do. Do you know how to play guitar? <laughs> Why, yes, I do. What about right. drums? What size T-shirt do. do we all wear? Uh, Ray's probably a, a 2X, 1X on a good day. Mike's about a 4. TJ is a uh, 1X, and I'm a 2X. Okay. To be polite, I, <laughs> I gave you guys all 1X less than it should be. You fat <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> True. All right. Huh. So I'm fluctuating between a large and extra large. Yeah, me too. All right. Yeah, for me, uh, my al- album that I went with was a uh, Jimmy Real Bleed America. Oh God, fuck you, man! I want that one later. Yeah, that is. Uh, it's an album that I come back to every couple of years, and I just fall back in love with it because it'll be something I'll listen to. Like I, I th- this year in particular, I've listened to it a lot, and absolutely love it. And what will happen is after a while. I'll I'll go away from it. I won't listen to it for another year, and then I'll remember. I oh, love yeah. this Jimmy album. World, yeah, yeah. And I'll hit play, and you start off that first track, "Bleed America," and it just blows your eardrums out, and you're just like, "This that is so good." Is a song. So, yeah, "Bleed America." I probably heard it. I think tenth grade, tenth or eleventh. What year would that have been? That would have been like 2001. Yeah, 2000. Because I think I saw, I heard him in like 2002, 2003. No, it was was 2001 because he had to change the name of their album because of the September 11th attacks. Oh, yeah. What was it? I think it was originally called Bleed America. Well, and then they changed it because. No, it was always Bleed America. They never changed that. Well, I know there there was, well, there was a uh, a a controversy with their name of their album and Bush as well because uh, uh, they had their song called Speed Kills and they changed the name to something else at the time. Gotcha. Um, yeah, because it came out in 2001 and I'm pretty sure I was listening to it with the year it came out. Um, but that is just, I mean, and here was the thing, like for me personally, Jimmy World, I had never heard him before that. They had a couple albums prior and I've never really cared for him after that. I've tried to listen to their later stuff, like when their next CD came out, I got it, and just it didn't uh, grab me the same way. It was something about that one album in particular, and it could have been like how my Maybe life was Maybe it was the going. time frame as exactly, well. Exactly, where I was at in my life, uh, just the way the songs were, the lyrics they were, it still just like just grabs me because everything about it, how clean it is, the guitar tones, the lyrics. Um, there's only one or two songs that when I go back to it, sound a little dated. Everything else is still good. Um, get it faster if you've never listened to that song, which is definitely one of the more like hidden, you know, not hidden, but just lesser known tracks. Has Peace one of the coolest guitar parts that you'll ever hear in your life. It just to this day is blows me away that that's done. So, and I've never seen them live. That, that's the thing I always kick myself. I would love. They to don't see. play a whole lot live, and they play in weird places usually. Yeah. Not well, not in Florida. Yeah. So Jimmy Rowe be mine. Uh, that's a that's a great great one. What about the rest of their catalog? Not yeah, like I said, not a, not a big fan. Not a big fan of the rest of stuff, uh, just personally. Okay. So let us know about your stuff. Uh, let us know first if you like this segment. Did you enjoy hearing us talk about music going a little bit off the the beaten path that we've trailed? Because uh, we all love music, and we want to talk about music, but we want you guys to also enjoy about our own opinions that we love so much. We have really really good opinions, guys. So enough about that. Now, real quick, should we tell them about the giveaway? Should we tell them? Do we? I don't think we should tell them. I think we should just let them randomly guess about it. Yeah, nerds, we're invading Twitter. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, we're getting in there. We've been we've been doing some Facebook. Is this like D-Day invasion, or is this yeah, like um, we're gonna Bay of Pigs? Yeah, both, all of them together. Oh, yeah. So we've 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 been kind of not active on Twitter. We've been passively active, but we've decided we're gonna Twitter that shit up. We're gonna tweet the hell out of it. So uh, we did a couple of giveaways. Uh, was it last? Well, we did a couple of giveaways for the last eight months. <laughs> it took us about eight months to give all that stuff away. Um, we're doing another giveaway on Twitter. Yeah. If you follow us, 
and you retweet one of our giveaway tweets, you're yeah. entered. Do a tweet with a hashtag nerd to get laid. NW, wait, NWGLS. There you go. Invade Twitter. Twitter. One word. Hashtag. Hashtag that on there. You get entered. Follow us. Follow us. And yeah, yeah, you have to be following us. You have to. So would that be something. two entries? No. Okay. You, you having you following us is a thing. You have to be following us for you to be Follow entered. Us. And then if you retweet something or tweet tweet and tag us in something with that hashtag, then you'll get entered. So do that. We got a pretty cool little package we're working out for you. It's going to be space theme. It's going to get a little out there. Yeah, it, it'll have something to do with stars and wars. maybe wars and... You know, out in the galaxies, yeah. like there's probably people out there guarding, guarding things. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then there'll probably be some Martians that attack from Mars. <laughs> that last one is uh, right now up in the air. <laughs> Me and Ray are voting on that one. And there's some Gordons who flash. <laughs> <laughs> so do that, and we're we're gonna talk about this more. But for that, thank you guys for listening. Nerds who get laid sometimes. Always go on our Facebook, retweet us. Please go on Twitter. Jesus Christ. Oh, I, I guess we should tell you, Twitter, you can reply us. You can follow us at Nerds Who Get Laid. Yeah. We're at Nerds Who Can at Get Laid Ampersand. sometimes. Ampersand. Ampersand. Nerds. Ampersand? Nerds. No, it is Nerds and Who Can Get, comma, laid. All right, all right we're confusing people. No, Jesus Christ. At symbol, Nerds Who Get Laid. Is there a tilde somewhere in there? Yes. Yes. So and follow numbers, us. we spell out Nerds. N three R D five. So it's lead speak. Yeah. If you can go back to two thousand and nine and translate lead speak, you got it. <laughs> All right, nerds. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. Nerds get laid sometimes. Nerds.